Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Freeing Your Mind podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Dukeman. Today's episode is being recorded on September 11th, 2023. And being as that it's September 11th, I wanted to take a moment to honor all those who sacrificed for this nation and all those who were lost that day and in the years and decades to come after sec- after September 11th. Um, I'd like to take a moment to honor the families and their loved ones for giving that ultimate sacrifice so that we can be free. And because of September 11th, I also wanted to talk about how this day changed the nation and changed the way that this nation has had to grapple with and deal with mental health since September 11th. I believe that September 11th profoundly affected uh, the trajectory of mental health in this nation, uh, not only amongst um, our armed forces and our veterans, but also amongst law enforcement and first responders across the board. Uh, Just to go into a few statistics, just really quickly, just to scratch the surface. um, When uh, in 2005, the suicide rate per 100,000 was 25.5 amongst veterans. Today, we're at 45.9 suicides per 100,000 veterans. We've we've more than, we're almost doubled. Um, and those numbers were not seen in that effect. Uh, pre-9-11, they were nothing like that. And, and some of that's just... I mean, war is a terrible thing, and we all know that. But I think for everybody out there to recognize how that has profoundly affected everybody between just the sights that we saw that day of planes crashing into the Twin Towers and our own personal story of where we were and what we saw that day. It's a moment for those who were alive on September 11, 2001, that they truly remember many things of many uh, intimate details about that day that that otherwise would have just been a normal day uh for instance i was in orleans california on the dance fire um i think that it was a wildland fire i think that there was a couple structures that burned and i remember a battalion chief came to our captain um and he said hey they like a plane crashed into the twin towers and one of them and our captain told us you know we're we were kind of winding down on the fire and like, well, that's really weird. And in our minds, we were all thinking just like a little Cessna plane. And it wasn't until we, we finished up, buttoned up this uh, little grass fire, the structures and everything that we were protecting. And uh, the uh, Orleans mining company was a little restaurant in this tiny town of about 400 fed us breakfast. They, they told them, Hey, we're bringing in all these firefighters. We need to feed them. They've been out all night. So we go in there and that, the first thing we see on the TV is this this footage, and we're we're just shocked. Like this this is different. Um, one of my coworkers was in the Marine Corps before he became a firefighter, and he, I remember he just just very specifically looked at the TV and saw that and said, "Somebody's going to pay for this." And I kind of looked at him, "What are you talking about?" And he goes, "This was an attack." I just couldn't at the time couldn't really believe it, and then shortly after the second plane hit and at that point we all knew something was up but we all remember where we were we remember the details of that day and 
one of the things that affected how we processed it when our bodies or when our minds we deal with an image something that's horrific something that that causes that stress we see it and it sticks to us right there's things that we can't unsee well with the 24-hour news cycle which was a relatively new thing in 2001 there was nothing on tv except for this news for for days weeks months so anytime you turned on the tv that was all you saw so you saw the footage of the planes hitting the towers you saw the footage of a plane uh, crashing into the pentagon a plane crashing into a field in pennsylvania and the terror on the streets in new york as people fled as the towers collapsed we saw all these things and we didn't just see them once it was almost though as many americans lived those day in and day out because it was an attack on our nation, one which many had never seen an attack on our nation. The first attack since Pearl Harbor, which while Pearl Harbor, I'm sure was profound, I obviously was not alive then. Um, it was probably a little bit different back then, the way that news traveled. And with the way that news traveled traveled now and, and in, in 2001, <clears throat> that was kept at the forefront of our mind for a long, long time, very long time. And, and as the nation ramped up for war and prepared for, for all these things. And if, if we would have known what was going to ensue, that it would be 20 years later before we, we finally, and I don't want to get into the politics of it wrong or right, but before we finally withdrew from the middle East and the aspect of the war, right. On terror, um the soldiers involved in that were dealt a heavy heavy hand in their mental health i think that the nation and the va was not prepared for those things and how we deal with mental health and i don't think that soldiers were prepared for what they were going to see i don't know that anybody i've never been in war i'm not in the military but i don't know that anybody can really truly ever be prepared for what they'll see in war because I know enough to know that war is an ugly thing. I've talked to enough veterans and close friends to know that war is awful. And much like in the fire service and in law enforcement, we see awful things. And it's very hard to prepare us for those things. But the veterans saw a lot. Everyone saw a lot. There was people who have uh, their mental health has been affected because of just what they saw that day on the news. And I think it's so important that we we take a moment to recognize that that it has caused a profound effect on mental health in America into what I would consider an epidemic. And more importantly, I think that we need to focus on how we fix it because we know it's there. And I feel like not a lot of people want to acknowledge that it's there because if we acknowledge that there's an elephant in the room, then we have to do something about it. So it's easier to keep the blinders on or look away and avert our stare and, and not acknowledge that, it's, that it exists. Personally, I know it exists. I've dealt with PTSD. Uh, that day profoundly affected me. Um, myself and many of my coworkers. In fact, everybody, we were all called back on duty and we were held in a staffing pattern for, I don't even know how long. 
because there was all these rumors and, and, and alleged threats of things happening. And, at, you know, at the time, who knew, really, because everything was in such chaos. But we were stuck at work because our nation was under attack. And that's that's the part that I can speak from, because that was that was what I lived. And I remember when we finally did, uh, they released us from that staffing pattern and finally allowed us to return home to our families and to normal life. One of the first things we did was we all gathered. Um, it was every fire department in the county. And uh, we had a memorial at the fairgrounds. I was 18 years old, just about to turn 19. That was a pretty profound thing to recognize that over 300 firefighters had lost their lives and many, many law enforcement officers and countless numbers of lives that had been lost when the Twin Towers fell. And, uh, you know, planes full of innocent people who never got to return home to their loved ones. But to spend time, it was a stoic thing. And to go to this memorial, it was, it was, it was surreal. Like I, I couldn't believe that it was happening, but profoundly knew that it would affect my life and the lives of everyone in this nation for forever. And that was just my, that was just a young kid's point of view and what he saw and how, how I dealt with it. And then in comes, uh, you know, we're going to invade Afghanistan iraq and suddenly i mean we were just kids we were 18 19 year olds legally adults but really still just fresh out of high school seeing a lot of my friends that enlisted and god bless them you know i i i highly admire them for for uh choosing that path that had enlisted in the military and went to war and um i don't know that any of them came back whole in some way they all came back different for sure. And some of that's just you're growing up. Some of it's just experiencing horrible things and figuring out how to deal with it. Some of them returned with injuries that are permanent. And I think it's important as a nation that we always honor those sacrifices with that. We honor all of our, our veterans and first responders sacrifices but I look at the veterans and I just always just, I'm so grateful for what they do and what they have done. And when it comes down to them all coming back a little different and unchanged, I don't know that a lot of them wanted to talk about it. I did have, some friends of mine that were close to me reach out to me and, and had talked to me about it early on because uh, they felt they could trust me. And at that point, I didn't really understand because I hadn't. I was probably struggling with mental health at that point, but not really knowing that I had really anything brewing inside of me when, in regards to mental health issues. <laughs> Obviously now it's a different story. Like I see things more clearly as I've, as I've matured, dealt with a lot more. And I think it's important now that 
that it's just known that anyone out there who is still struggling with these scars, with these battle wounds, the mental ones, there's help. Reach out. I'm happy to help. There is so many wonderful treatments out there now. And, you know, the VA is starting to pick some of them up. But there's also so many resources. And that's one of the things that has been an integral part of this podcast is that I have built a network of resources within this podcast. Many people who have been on this podcast and many that have not that are supporters and are always willing to help. They just need to be put in contact with those who need the help, but they're waiting. Because I think part of the nation, this nation remembering September 11th is healing from it. And there's a lot of healing that needs to happen in regards to our mental health, where we need to accept that it's there and and accept that we can see the elephant in the room. We acknowledge its existence and that we're going to do something about it and that we're going to take the elephant and just get it out of the damn room. We're going to break it down piece by piece and solve the problem. And it's a doable thing. I know for from someone who has suffered greatly from from PTSD and and mental health troubles that it takes time and it's a process, but you're not alone in the process. And there is so much help and resources out there. The first step is choosing to do something about the problem. And I think another part of the healing too, and this is kind of a side note. One of the things I remembered the day after September 11th on September 12th was that suddenly it didn't really matter who we, what crowds we ran with, what our political beliefs were, our religious beliefs. None of that mattered. The only thing that mattered was we all knew we were American. And I think in this nation, we are still all Americans regardless of our race, religion, sexual orientation, political belief, anything. We all live under the United States of America flag. We're all Americans. And I think a huge part of our healing is recognizing that. It's the only time in my life where I've seen absolute kindness and love from complete strangers everywhere i've seen it isolated little events you know but but everyone you came across wanted to talk and wanted to just see if everyone was doing okay and just tell strangers that they loved them and just serve one another and be americans because at the end of the day That's the true moral fabric of the country is that we're all good people and we're all united under a belief in freedom. And certainly our definition of that may vary person to person, but at the end of the day, we all know that we're free to have our own thoughts and our own actions, but we're also free to lead with love, compassion, kindness. So we should always strive to do that. And in leading with love, compassion, and kindness, we we should always strive to help one another, which is why I do what I do. 
this is why I seek to help people with mental health because it's something that I can experience, that I can relate to people that are dealing with it because I've dealt with it. And I very much stay in my lane. I'm not going to tell you I can do something that I can't do. But the things that I can do, I can help you develop a plan for treatment. We can discuss different options that are available out there because I've tried a ton of them. I continue to try new ones just so I can speak from a place of experience. I can put you in contact with people who resonate with you maybe more than I do. Maybe you're Maybe you're a military veteran and you'd, you'd rather talk to about this with a military veteran because let's be honest, I've never been to war. They have. And maybe that's going to help you to, to work through some things because you relate better to them. That's fine. I can set you up with those people. That's no problem. They're in my group. I have, I have such a big group of resources for, for different things, for mental health, different people from all backgrounds of life. And it's important that we're willing to accept the help. Um, I truly love all of you. And I'm truly grateful for this country and the sacrifices of those who have served this country and continue to serve this country in all aspects. And when it comes to a day like today, I think it's important that we always remember. But part of that remembrance is learning to heal from it and remember it in a good place where yes, it'll always be a horrible day with lots of bad things that happened. But as you heal and repair those wounds, you'll be able to look at the events that happened today and in the days, weeks, months, and years following September 11th under a new light. And I'm not going to tell you that they still won't be bad days, but you'll understand how they learn to shape you and to help you to become the, the person that you are today and to gain a base of wisdom and knowledge and strength. And that may not be easy to understand now, but I assure you that through the healing and our mental health, we are truly able to shine a, light, a bright light that others see because we're all worthy of it. We're all worthy of the help that we need. We're all worthy to be healed and to thrive in this life. So I would end this with just humbly saying, if you need help, please reach out. I can set you up with anybody who you'd like to talk to. If it's not me, if it's somebody else, happy to do it. If it is me, I'm happy to help. I'm very available to uh, help in lots and lots of ways. You're all worth it. This country needs you as it has always needed you and will continue to need you and loves you. And we value what everyone has done for this great nation. And we'll always remember your sacrifices and this day. And... I will continue to fight for you in your mental health. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great week. Love you all. God bless.